This episode is sponsored by Exquisitely Done. Exquisitely Done is a Yorkshire-based family business. They sell bathing and relaxation products including bath bombs, scented candles, natural body butters and more. Everything is made by hand in their Leeds home. Their products are packed with natural ingredients and they have lots of great vegan options. Find them on Etsy UK, Facebook and Instagram. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Women's Rugby League podcast. I'm on the line with... And who do you play for? So currently, I play for Wigan Warriors. Um, I play. Um, I've got the number twelve shirt, so second row. And I'm also um, part of the Great Britain Teachers team with the twelve shirt again um, as a second rower. Um, and I, I moved to Wigan just this season. Uh, within the in terms of sponsorship, twenty four seven decorating um, sponsors me for the GB, and um, so does Scott Griggs, part of who owns sorry the Elite SNC um, gym in Halifax. So, how did you get into playing rugby league? So I started when I was uh, twelve years old at Ovenden Girls. Um, my sister used to play, so I thought I'd, I'd pop down and, and have a go at it, and then I fell in love with it ever since. Um, from there, um, when I went into Orphanage, and then went to um, Bradford Thunderbirds, which is now Bradford Bulls, and then that's when I started, obviously, my, my career in rugby, really. How did you find it when you first went down to Bradford Thunderbirds? Oh, I absolutely loved it. Um, the girls were a lot older. I was only 16 at the time. Um, and obviously the likes of uh, Kirsten Moroni, um, and obviously, like, Rachel Twibble, um, Obviously, ex-England players, um, they, were, they were really good to look up to at the time. Um, I absolutely, it was fantastic. And I've obviously not looked back ever since. So, who did you look up to when you first started playing? So, I'd say um, Beth Sutcliffe, really. Um, just, just the way she is. She's an absolute machine. She still is, to be honest. Um, and obviously, she's not the position she played, but obviously... She's not the biggest built, but she can just absolutely rip it up. Yeah, tear down trees. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're a well-travelled player. Let's get into your playing career. Okay, so, as I said, um, when I was 12, I started at Ovington Girls in, in Halifax. And then from there, I went into Open Age. I went to Bradford Thunderbirds, um, which, which obviously was my first team. I absolutely loved it. And then from there, um, when I was 16, 17, I got into the England students' representative stuff. I think it was in American team when I was 15, then um, England students, 16, 17. Great setup, England uh, students. Do what, sorry? Great setup is England students. Yeah, yeah, really class. And I think that's, that was the development that got me into, obviously, um, the higher-up teams, really. Um, f- from there, um, when I was about 18, I moved over and lived in Liverpool. And so obviously I had to transfer teams, so I went to Fatal Heath Crusaders for a few years. And then um, from there, I managed to get into the England squad when I was 19, 20. Um, so then I stopped the students, but it got into that, I still at Fatal, and then unfortunately I snapped my ACL. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, really bad injury. So I'm okay, unfortunately, I was out for a few years. Um, now it takes some people a year, but it took me two years to recover. So once I've recovered from that, uh, 22, 23, um, I moved I moved back to Halifax then, so I then had to move teams, so the Super League was there then, so then I moved to Castleford, 
um, and I captained at Cass for, for, for a short while and and then I got back into the England set up again and then from there um, I decided to move teams and um, I, I wanted to move back to Bradford really so I asked Kirst, head coach at Bradford, move back there um, and then then unfortunately I said stop the England stuff and then um, I got into Great Britain last year, the Great Britain teachers set up, which, yeah. which I'm still in now. And then I decided I wanted to move to Wigan Warriors because I moved house. I just bought a house in, in near, near Sandworth area. So I just thought it's easier to get to Wigan. My business is over there and stuff. So I just thought we'll go, we'll go. I'd, I'd, I'd do that instead. So at the moment, I'm calling it GB Teachers and, and in Wigan. I did like the GB Teachers stuff. I'm not going to lie when they were putting the stuff on live stream on Facebook, I found it really entertaining. Yeah, so it's got a really good setup. so basically some of the girls there, I played with them since I was younger, we played at the England students together and they're in that setup too, um, and it's just great because obviously we know each other play, a few, a few of the girls are from Wigan as well, so it, it works quite well obviously in terms of team cohesion. So, going into the Women's Super League, how have you found it? Yeah, so I think it's absolutely fantastic. So it's just got a lot more professional, which is great to see. So obviously because I played since I was a bit younger, um, the change in three years has been crazy. So just in terms of like having more people come watch the games, paying, paying for the tickets, um, the, the media, seeing see us in terms of the media. And I think as athletes, I think like the training's got more professional and more intense. Like in terms of nutrition actually being more uh, conditioned, it's more specific. So um, obviously we learn more about injuries and in our bodies and that as well. But looking at it compared to the, to compared to women's football, it's got it's got a lot, lot long way to go. But it's getting there. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got quite a bit to go, but the, it can go the distance. Yeah, massively, and I think if people keep supporting us and, um, and backing us up, then I think we will get higher and higher and further with it. I just think it's going to take a matter of time. So you said it took two years to get your rehab up because it's a bad injury and it, it takes time. How did you find that? Yeah, so unfortunately, because I had to have... Um, I, I snapped my knee and then I'd had and then I'd had another, had to have another operation or something else as well. So I had five operations in the space of it was about a year and a half. So I, I was swiped out really and you know, I, at the time I was quite quite frustrated and I struggled um, massively. But now reflecting back, um, I've kind of, I've learned I've learned massively from it and I try and help people who, who do get injured because it affects your mentality massively. Um, but now, a positive from this, I, I can work with people who, who have had injuries and I can understand um, how, to, how to help them a little bit in, term, in terms of my business. Yeah, that, that's it. Your, your business now, you do rehab with people as part of your business, so you can see where they're coming from. Yeah, so obviously, I, I'm, well, I'm a personal trainer and nutrition, but I, I don't do, obviously, I'm not a physio or a suits. But I can, I can obviously talk to them about injuries and how I felt. I try and help them emotionally as well because it does affect the chair. And I think sometimes when people get injured, they kind of just they're at a standstill. They think they can't do anything. I know when I got injured, I still went to the gym all the time. But I just did milk a body. So, for example, to keep myself fit, um, I remember putting my foot on a skateboard and having my other foot strapped to the rower. And I just rode. 
And also I did things like Battle Ropes and you can adapt all sorts of things. Now at the time I'd learnt from YouTube and um, and I had, I had a personal train to get myself back into Brugbet. However, looking at it now, I could have done loads more. There's so much you can do, even when you are injured. I'd always recommend anyone if they're trying to get into exercises to get a personal trainer. Yeah, massively. Just because, obviously, you, you understand the muscle groups a little bit more and in, in terms of science as well. But I just think as well, like, it's not just about the training. Like, your nutrition is a massive part of your body, mentally and physically. Obviously, the, the way you eat, it just, just affects the way you feel. And I think when you are injured, you do need a specific amount of macronutrients. You do need a specific amount of different different nutrients to what you normally would because you are healing and repairing. And I think... I think that's obviously a gap where people don't what people don't understand. You don't when you get injured, you, you don't get told that. Like when I got injured, I remember I actually got I actually when I was recovering, I went to physio and I asked Katie to heal. They told me I couldn't run again or I, I wouldn't no, would be able to play rugby again. I was thinking this is annoying. This isn't going to happen. I will play rugby again, and, and I've got back into it. Um, but I had to eat properly and I had to train myself and get my head back on the game before I came back and that's why I waited two years to come back into it and now if that happens again hopefully it doesn't I will wait a long time until I know I'm actually prepared mentally physically to go back into the game Brilliant so in terms of your PT in business where can people find you? Yeah so in terms of my business um, I have um, Instagram Twitter and Facebook and it's Costello Training and Nutrition and on here, I have lots of um, different food recipes, uh, training regimes, uh, motivational um, aspects, especially in the isolation at the moment. Um, and I've also got my own, my own YouTube account as well. So if you go into Costello Train Nutrition on Instagram and Facebook, you'll then be able to link onto my website from the bio and also link onto my YouTube free workouts as well and some tips. 